you embrace you as a brother knights of the phoenix yes there we go what what do you got dayless you have something to say i don't really... yeah i don't know i'm just i'm just getting a very like you know emperor vibe you know you've Whoa, got what? an apprentice and a, and a dark overlord There's yeah, no apprentice? there was there was definitely you know a connection with those two i mean i'm sure chat would agree with that I, I... you know The Pathfinders had always known of occult practices on Sanctus, but what of those souls left behind on Vera, who survived and carried on with their devotion to the gods? Where were they? Who were they? More importantly, who did they devote themselves to in the Grand Pantheon? Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back your Ashen Herald, the Daedalus. What's up? Hello, everyone. Also, welcome in for the first time on the show. The head of the Church of Stephenism. Is this accurate in the title, or is it the cult of Stephenism? Is there a uh, difference? Welcome in, Armored Cell, man. It's good to have you, buddy. Now, if you all don't know, this might be the first time, I think, I could be wrong. But I believe this is the first time we've actually brought someone on the show who has literally watched every single episode before they've actually been here. Is that accurate? Listened, watched. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if anyone else has been on, but I've, I've definitely done it. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's the first. I'm pretty confident if, if you've been on the show and you feel like you want to contest that, I would probably just say good luck. But all's fair in cult and war i suppose welcome in everybody in chat before we dig in real quick we got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast asheshq.com the community curated website for ashes of creation also a shout out to all of the imperial flames that are the supporters here on twitch over at youtube and patreon thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week also, speaking about the week-to-week -week gig such as it is, if you want to show this show all the love in the world, go over to our pinned post over at Ashes Pathfinder on Twitter. Right there at the pinned post at the top, you will see all of the podcast places, including one specifically iTunes, which is always looking for some love. If you haven't been over there and you haven't leave it, uh, left us a review, it'd be greatly appreciated. Leave us five stars. Leave us a comment. We'll read it here live on the show. You can also call into our voicemail at 1-539-664-6801. Leave a voice message as long as it's appropriate. We'll play it here live on the show as well. Um, okay, we've got some things this week, friends. Are we Are we ready to talk about some stuff and things? I am. Yes, we are. All right, cool. Well, why don't we start out? Um, I'm just going to like let... <laughs> Uh, we'll get to the narrative for this shortly, but I feel like we're, we're going to get to an Ashes origin story for Armored Cell, but first some announcements uh, related to 
Ash's HQ and uh, the YouTube, the, um, okay, let's just going to get this rolling. People are going to be like, what the hell am I looking at, Sam? And I'm going to say to you, just just watch for a little while and it'll start to sink in. You're going to be like, what is this? This is a game called City of Heroes. See if you can catch what happened while I'm talking. But Knights of the Phoenix, we are recruiting. If you would like to join our community, it is a spearhead of this greater Community here around Ashes HQ, the Ashes Pathfinders podcast, pretty much everything you see around this channel or channels. Um, so if you're interested in a community full of uh, homies that um, I'd like to say uh, light, well, I'm not going to say that. Um, if you want to be part of a community full of friends that have uh, the best of intentions towards each other, uh, or do they? Because as I'm watching currently on the screen and you're going, what are you watching, Sam? I can't see it. I can only hear it. This is why I encourage you to be here live on the show. Sundays at 5 p.m. CDT. Anybody notice what we're seeing there? Ignore my laughter. That's not important. What's important is what's what's happening. What someone has actually it's done. It's uncanny. It's uncanny. Well, that's a great way. I mean, that's one way of putting it on myself for sure. Um, I don't really know. Um, me hooks saying good looking hero there. What what a little bit more of a close up and a little bit of definition to what's happening while we're doing this here. I'm just gonna let you read for yourselves. If you like, while we're uh, starting the show, anyway, Knights of the Phoenix, we are recruiting. Um, definitely welcoming in all the Ashes fam and the homies. Uh, community day. This happened last community day on Friday. Um, I don't know if you can tell. Uh, there is a loot ninja in City of Heroes, the game we were playing together on Friday. A level two loot ninja, natural stalker, apparently is their class specialization. There's a whole description there. Um, I don't know. Should I? Should I read that? Living a double I mean, you life. You should be pretty familiar with no, it. No, I should know, not. So. That's not true. It's a false dare to paint it against me. But I'll read it for anybody who's only able to listen. Okay. I'm going to. I'm going to. Typo there. Um, it's, instead of description, it should be bio. Uh, okay. No, it's not, though. It's really not. But listen, let's just talk about this. Okay. There's a, there's a reason that I want to. I want to clarify. I'm going to read it. But we should just know this is. Uh, I mean. It's, it's a false narrative. 100%. Living a double life is tough for a hero. However, the so-called paragon of virtue finds it to be quite rewarding. Some call him a bringer of light's justice, but the brightest lights cast the longest shadows. This once proud hero has strayed from his course. He let greed and lust for power take control and turned to the path of the loot ninja. Not only a skilled combatant, he is a master of the art of deception and manipulation. He prefers to trick his minions, I don't, I, I don't know if that word's accurate, into doing hard work to hunt down great treasures and then take them from their guardians. Afterwards, he is all too keen to help himself to the spoils, leaving very little or nothing at all to his poor misguided minions. Will taking the hard-earned loot away from his guildmates be enough to satisfy his desire, or is something perhaps more sinister, more dark, hiding in the shadows of his soul? None of it. None of it. Because it's a false narrative painted against me. It's not accurate in any way, shape, or form. We can consider this fan horrible fan fiction at best. If you need a good definition for that, I'll be tuning in. Um, tune into 
the uh, elephant podcast on uh thursday 5 p.m cdt to better understand what false narratives and um uh, lies and slander and horrible fan fiction at its finest really um looks like because i will definitely be sharing and talking about that then um what, what were you gonna say dayless was there something that you had to share um, I, I don't know i mean i i was just you know wondering you know how this character came about and and something that I know that happened in the City of Heroes heyday, and I'm sure it happens now, is many people make homage characters to, you know, individuals. And so mm. I see this as a very well-constructed homage character to our very own Dark Overlord. There's no Dark That's Overlord somewhere. here. No, no. See, I'm not sure if you saw my face, but every time you say false narrative, my eyebrows always raise past my forehead. <laughs> it's like... The blasphemy of this person, I swear <laughs> to God. Oh, well, blasphemy is a really good word for this show, isn't it? Considering we're going to be talking about religion. I'm going to get this filth off the screen. I understand there could be some content uh, structured around this in full detail where you can actually listen to the nonsensical narrative and the people involved, probably in the next week or something. So look for it in Discord. Uh, um, okay. I'm derailed a bit. I, I see people. I'm glad y'all in chat are enjoying it. Well played, I see. Yes, it was well played. Um, yeah. Community days are usually on Fridays. I don't think we'll be doing them on this Friday. You just got to tune in. We do at least a couple a month, right? In our community, we try to jump in things that people can play. The majority of people can play, and clearly City of Heroes is a really good choice, has been consistently a good choice. We stray, jump into other games from time to time, but you're all welcomed uh, to join us, right? We've got some other community servers that we're playing on, like Be Rising, Arc. Uh, we play on Lotro occasionally, and we've also got, um, well, City of Heroes that we bounce around on. So if you're interested... The info's all on Discord, man. Um, we're always looking for more homies to join in on the fun. It's a good time. Also, I got to give a shout out to y'all. All right. On a, more, on a more humble note, genuinely, like, I'm actually shocked by this because, and it probably is, it's it's probably small potatoes to some, but to me, this was like, whoa, it's like the most growth that I've actually seen. So we last week talked about, hey, thanks for 4,500 subs over on the Ashes HQ YouTube. Well, here we are a week later, and thanks for 4,600, question mark. Yeah, that's real. Yo, we gained like 100 in the past week. That's nuts. I guess we hit the algorithm because the guys here were saying that they've been seeing stuff that supported. I just want to remind you, we got a uh, game guide up on transportation that launched on Friday. Go check it out. Leave your thoughts. Share in the discussion. Um, we had an Ashes talk last Wednesday related to social organizations. We actually pulled a Daedalus actually contributed that idea last week in the post show for this ashes post show or the ashes pathfinders post show technically so you know contribute comment leave your thoughts and stuff i tend to pull from youtube here and chat on twitch i've got a couple comments from youtube related to each of those i pulled one from high society which is this social org one and i pulled from one of the game guides on transportation so we got a couple of those to read um but thanks for 4600 that's like very humbling really appreciate it and if you want to see that channel and the website continue to grow and you want to see more from that domain, please just, you know, you don't, you don't have to pay a single thing. Just, just go contribute some time, give it a, sh give it a shot, take a look at it. Um, like it, leave a comment, share in the discussion. That'll help immensely. And that'll be literally all we need to keep that thing rolling. Cause um, yeah, it hit the algorithm cause you all contributed and that's the long and short of it. So thank you for, for spending your time on the channel and um 
kind of sharing in the discussion. So I really appreciate that. Um, all right. No catching up with the cast really here. Um, it's about that time, I believe, that we need to, uh, well, let's go on ahead and hear Armored Cells, which, by the way, we got a full cast of KOTP into his house. It's kind of cool. We'll be coming back to that later, talking about guild stuff. It'll be important, I think. But Armored Cell, why don't you... Yes. <laughs> tell people in this community since you're here for the first time like what your ashes origin story is like how you found out about it what got you excited about it why you're still excited about it some of your plans in the future and when you hear his plans it's a good chance that we're going to be putting a pin on that and coming back to that a little later so yeah armored cell please let us know about your uh origin story all right well first of all uh when you first contacted me i uh I thought we were going to be talking like some cult leader to cult leader sort of scenario about when you said you want to talk about cult stuff, but then you just <laughs> brought this, I've, you brought on the cameras and the show and like, oh, I, I guess I have to do it now. Like I have to, I'm, I'm, in, I'm here, I might as well start. I might as well, I might as well come in. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so my origin story, um, I consider myself a uh, peon like, oh. from the peon era, the first gotcha. like, two years ago. Yep. So so basically if you if you came in during that period i think you can consider yourself a peon right like you're part of the peon so. era like there's a, you just did another video on it but um mm -hmm. yeah i came on during that period where i just watched that video it piqued my interest mm -hmm. i then i started discovering more about the game and i uh was watching more and more about it i watched a few different streamers like i was watching hours upon hours and hours of content um and i was like on the fence whether or not i should um buy the game or not um whether i should invest my time like there's a lot of the things that i was just going through and i was like all right well let's do a bit of research so i, I was trying to find where i could i read through all the wiki i read through mm -hmm. the um the tweets the discord other people's opinions uh i asked a lot of questions on discord which are very helpful with like if you need any questions ask go there they always help you on the ashes discord yeah um and then from there, like I was just trying to find a good streamer. There was some streamers that I watched, but they weren't as uh, wasn't community driven. It was more very hard to um, like it was you're like getting talked down to sort of thing, and I didn't really appreciate that. And this community was a lot different, um, so I actually kept watching this this community. And you told me that you could actually watch the previous podcasts on both Google Play Store or mm -hmm. even. Um, the iTunes, but I don't have iTunes, so I just went on the Google Play Store. Sucks you can't do a review yeah. on that one. I need, but um, I know, yeah, Spotify and the other ones too. They don't really have that. But since this this uh, show had like up to 130 episodes at that point, I had an absolute ton of backlog of uh, content that I could go through for like three, four years back, or three years back, I think it was. So I was able to go through like the journey with you guys through the bad like the good mm. the bad the good again and <laughs> it's true like yeah like you, it starts off with simcast you guys should watch it definitely should like if you're contemplating the game and you're not sure watch the previous podcast kind of go work your way through like even if you're listening listening to it in the car you'll eventually get through it like it's not that hard but sometimes when when you go coming across an episode like that's two and a half hours long, you're like, oh my god, this is going to be a big one. This is going to be a big one. Like something like half an hour, and then it goes to like two and a half hours. You're like, man, what? Yeah. 
wow. Man, I was shocked. And I was like, but it, after yeah. I watched, like, caught up to it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to invest the money, even though I'm in, um, using the didgeridoo dollars. Man, it, it cost me like $400 for the uh, Alpha 2 pack. Mm-hmm. Or four fifty or five hundred something. I don't. I don't remember now. But I was like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm diving in. This is during the pandemic and stuff. I'm like, I need to. Like, I know it's dark times right now, but I'm still willing to invest in this game. Um, and yeah, like, everything I've everything in this game I like about the 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 mechanics, the breeding, the um, the social organizations, the religions, the the dynamic world, the like the fact that servers won't be the same. It's all like I'm a very big, uh, I'm not an FPS shooter, but I like my mm-hmm. game. Of, like, I've got nearly three and a half thousand hours in that game. Jeez, because I because I'm mainly a builder and like I like to just explore the world. And the best thing about Rust is you make the story. Like yep. it's still the same gameplay loop every month, but you're the one that's making the the journey and the uh, story. Like you mm. might meet new people along the way, make new friendships, new allies, new enemies. And it's always different and it's always fun because you're having those person-to-person interactions, which is one of the most important things. Absolutely. And I think Ash is, is really perpetuating that sort of influence of person-to-person contact. Because like, yes, uh, you can go to World of Warcraft and have the narrative given to you, but... That's sort of sort of driven away from the person-person contact and the guild, like the guild uh, aspect and the like the community aspect. It's Absolutely. now just really a single-player game with a bunch of other people together. Mm-hmm. Not not what Ash is aiming for. Yeah, totally um, theme park. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I invested into this uh, game, and then from there, I. Uh, I spoke to Steven a little bit because he went onto Discord and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it saddened me that he said that he wouldn't be playing on the servers. Well, sorry, he would be playing on the servers, but he won't be making a guild. I'm like, that's pretty sad. So you know what? I'm going to make a guild. I'm going to do it. So at first it was a guild. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? He's the creator of this world, right? Why not? Why make him a guild leader? Why not worship him as a goddamn god? so you know what that's what i did did you did you create in the background if you're not if you can't see this there is an actual picture in the background of steven sharif in armored cells room this is indeed true so is that like a shrine over there or um well it's actually got uh my work in progress uh oh bible (laughs) yep Hold on, I don't see any candles. Isn't like a cult shrine usually supposed to have candles and stuff, dude? Yeah, I was wondering what the can- f- incense was, you know. <laughs> Some bones yeah. your fallen enemies or skulls or something. <laughs> soon. 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 Just kind of like frame it with some some skulls, you know, and some, well, I mean, what skulls is going to be the question, but yeah, man. Or sandals, you know. Or yeah. <laughs> sandals. Oh, I'm going to get this whole thing, I'm going to get this whole thing covered in sandals, man. Like, I'm going to get gold <laughs> sandals, I'm going to decorate it. You, you have no idea. Oh my no God. Idea. Yeah. Then like a golden sandal down below is like picture with the name Stephen engraved into it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh god that's so good but dude yeah man I, i've definitely appreciated your your contribution you know to the community here along the way and you always you always you always manage to capture um you know like some of the information that's dropping that we don't always really catch and um i'm actually going to drop something in there because you you caught that one pet it looks like it's basically like a potato or whatever i'm gonna drop that in uh discord for the community if it's not already in there which i don't think it is just because oh, my spirit animal yeah your spirit animal is it <laughs> that's funny dude um yeah but this is basically the um i forget what it's called actually i forget what it's called from that from that cosmetic set or whatever but you can check it in the ashes discussion channel you'll see it there um but yeah yes you can go check that out and some being frozen trying to slide in some false narrative stuff in discord i see you homie just saying i can see that i saw that i saw that multitasking this nonsense but do you do you have dark plans in ash as a creation would you consider them dark plans ominous plans culty plans sacrificial um, plans or i mean it's an end it's a means to an end is it? like that's that's all it is to it <laughs> Stephen wants you to explore the world yeah. and every single part of it. And my, <laughs> what I'm going to be exploring is the corruption side. Yes. Whether I do that purposely or by accident, whether or not that, that's just up to, up to fate. The fact is some people might have to be willing sacrifices for my cause. And I have to study <laughs> the corruption. It's just the way it is. So you're, you're literally the KOTP resident cultist is the way that I've, I've been perceiving <laughs> Your your role. I just want to put that out there. Um, and you might go. And you embraced me. You embraced me. I do. I What's embrace that you. Thing? That does not mean. I just want to say that does not mean I maintain a, a dark initiative or that any. It doesn't reinforce any of that. It. This is unconditional love. Is what it is. You got to understand. This is unconditional acceptance. Right. Like I accept you for who you are. I mean, I agree with your choices, and I might feel like I don't really quite understand them all the time, but I still accept you. Embrace you as a brother. Knights of the Phoenix. Yes. There we go. What what do you got, Dayless? You have something to say? I don't. Really... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm just getting a very like you know emperor vibe. You know, you've Whoa, got what? an apprentice and a and no. a dark overlord. There's yeah, an apprentice. I, there was there was definitely you know a connection with those two. I mean, I'm sure Chat would agree with that. I, I, you know, I, I thought Basil was the apprentice. I've been slowly watching him go from like a nice little bunny to slowly ascending. <laughs> no, that's not me. That's not. No, I no, mean, he, he was always him. a murder bunny. He's like he's <laughs> kind of like you know. <laughs> he's just been hopping around and then every now and then he sharpens his knives in public but other than that you know he's uh at least he's honest deep. at least he's honest yeah, that, that's yeah, that's yeah, true, true. Uh, unlike you know some hey. who claim that there's a false narrative right you know, yeah. I mean, just because someone creates a character which can we acknowledge me hooks real quick that was really well done yeah that I was mean, i'd it, have to admit yeah. it looks like the emo and everything like i was like yeah. dude what yeah, I mean, outside of the like, you know, flailing around, you did trying to figure out who it was before Meat Hooks revealed I, himself. I know. I was like, oh my god, who is it? Or Alfina. Like is all I gotta say. It's all I gotta say. I was, she was. A, I'm grab. I'm she was a victim a in this whole scenario. I just wanted <laughs> to know who it was. I was like, I was like thinking, whoever is doing this, I just want. Like, it's like, come on, you gotta admit though, you. As a creator, in that moment, I'm like, I just want to know who it is because that is like the most epic shit someone's ever done to troll me on my stream ever. And it was like so well done. I was like, please don't go unnoticed, like whoever it was. And me hooks finally. 
Uh, yeah. um, I'm honored like I was epic. in the top two of who you initially <laughs> suspected. Uh, actually, very, very honored. Come on, you gotta, you gotta admit though, man. With the weekly narrative reinforcement, that's not a stretch for me to kind of like to, to grapple true. at. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's kind of one of those moments though when something like that happens, like you kind of feel like you're being stalked a little bit, and you're just trying to find, figure out like who's doing it. <laughs> you know, it's like what's oh god, who is this? <laughs> Take it as a compliment. It was a compliment. It was a very big compliment because that, come on, the narrative, like the the bio that I just read, that's like really yeah. good. And then like it looked like the emote had a bag on his back and an aura of literal dollars swirling around and in his trail. I'm just like that was, that was like so good. That's like one of the most epic moments I've ever had as a creator. I think, which, yeah. So shout out to me hooks and yeah, definitely shout out to Alfina too because she made that emote that that was very representative of so community man makes it happen we've got some things from intrepid to talk about we got the developer live stream coming up we got a dev discussion on tank participation we'll talk to those short talk about those shortly here we got a whole stuff big chunk about lore and religion we're going to chat about and obviously cult practices name of the episode today why don't we start out by talking about the community a little bit, talking about how like when people sometimes leave comments on the YouTube channel or they go over to Ashes HQ in the forums and they spring and spin up a con- uh, conversation there um, or comments wherever, you know, it could be Discord, YouTube, HQ forums, wherever. Like when people spin that stuff up, I'm always looking and I'm like, if anything looks good, just looks like really good to talk about. I just want to snatch it and talk about it. And I try to bounce around and, you know, like shine the light on different people in the community and sort of like rotate. So it's not the same person week after week. So I had two comments here, right? We had one uh, related to teleportation in regard to uh, the transportation uh, system. And that was the whole game guide that we did there. So I'm actually going to throw that one up on screen for y'all to look at while I read it to those listening. And this was interesting. We could totally chat about this said, I would like teleportation travel to be based on mana use per distance. So if it's like 1,000 miles away, you would use more mana. And also, if you carry too many items, you would also need to need more mana for that. You could also travel along with the amount of mana per person creating a portal, sustaining it the size of the portal. If this game can be a sandbox survival, which, you know, how I feel about survival in an MMORPG, I'm not really a fan. But so then things would be interesting for quests and cities. I would have suggested adaptational quests where an NPC changes quests to benefit the city, uh, village, city, town, etc. like resources to build buildings, food and war, famine, items for people, knowledge, of or intelligence to help with war trade rooting building npcs also live and die would be nice allowing people to both cherish and develop new relationships with the ai okay the idea on this one about utilizing mana or magic right and then like scaling teleportation based on like how much you have and then also like what's the distance you're trying to travel. I thought about that. And when I heard that, I was like, that could be kind of interesting for the family summon system. Some, some sort of a mechanic similar to that. Cause we definitely need yeah. some checks and balances on that one, but I definitely want to like, you know, pose this to the community. If you have some thoughts, feedback, suggestions, I'm just going to post this up here. Wow, dude, you know, like I'm just kind of, 
hurt by that right there actually this one right here if it pops up no it's not going to pop up okay unfortunately featured chat is not working today feels bad man but any particular oh it's taking forever there it is good old loot ninja from arthas i don't think that's actually very fair homie be nice okay gentlemen <clears throat> no particular order and if you're posting in chat related to this i will be showing some of your comments live on the show for the people on youtube but what do you all think about those ideas or even what i suggested um i would say like with the the mana usage for the node teleportation i think that um is interesting but i think that's going to be you know one of those scenarios where we're probably like adding a little too much because uh, you're already going to need to get the node to a certain level to enable teleportation you can only teleport to the vassal nodes so i don't know that that would necessarily fit i mean i do like the idea of limiting the family summons right you have a maximum number of people you can summon there's a long cooldown it should have a mana cost too so if you're like in the middle of a, a battle and you're summoning somebody in it's not like you're going to summon and honestly i think it should sap everybody's mana not just the person casting it so that that way there is at least some recovery time and it's like more of a strategic thing than just like you know let me you know yoink my buddies in here and mm -hmm. you know do yeah. our thing so that would be where I would think that that this suggestion would make a little more sense. I just feel like mm -hmm. if you're going to start to double and triple dip into controlling like part of the mechanics, it just I don't know. It tends to get tedious. Yeah. Um, and and plus, I I don't remember what level, and I'm sure somebody knows it, or if it if it's out there, what level you actually need to get to on a node to actually enable on the scientific node the the teleportation aspect. Um, so I think, uh, that that's interesting. I mean, I like the idea for personal, but not so much necessarily for nose. I just think that would be double or triple dipping into a control mechanic mm. would be unnecessary. Yeah. I'm hoping that node teleportation is more of a, uh, like a, a siege counter thing. So it's like more of a time base. It's like, okay, this vessel node's getting attacked. Let's send everyone upstairs to the, um, to the tower and get ready to teleport them into there to give them backup. And it's like a, a like a daily like a, a big cooldown sort of thing. So it's not like a, a used to for transport as such for goods, but more yeah. like transport for reinforcements to protect the uh, node vessel nodes themselves. Yeah, I, I like what Arthas was saying though. It'd be could be kind of cool if you could use it for for short distances. And it, but then you know I think that also like Ashes and Arrow brought up a really good point when he, well you know if my featured chat would actually respond to me. In a timely manner, which it's not. Um, basically, was saying just no to teleportation in general, other than scientific nodes. I can kind of understand that because I mean that's supposed to be exclusive, right? So you kind of want to keep it exclusive to that node type. Mm -hmm. uh, even I'm still iffy on the whole family teleportation. Yeah. But even then, like it depends on how it's balanced and what they do with it. Will depend on what my reaction is going to be. But at the moment, I'm still iffy on it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I I think the family summons is something I've just got to see play out because yeah. it seems it has a very high potential for abuse. Teleportation, I mean, that's that's straight up understandable. That's locked to the node specific type. It's a superpower. Totally understand it, right? That's exclusive. I mean, you're you're gonna have to be like a citizen of that anyway in order to get that to rock. 
while feature chat's like extremely so slow everybody so we might be doing um we might be pulling the, these comments up and kind of doing them a little bit more sparingly um but i wanted to share another comment too which was from joe over on youtube this one was actually related to the um this one was related to the uh high society ashes talk which was related to um you know social organizations and basically go check it out you can watch the video see what you think maybe even contribute some of your thoughts there and if it's really good we'll probably like piggyback on that one and bring it into the next show which we'll be talking about soon as well and uh this one was interesting because it was talking about just in general i think what a person devotes themselves to in game and this also felt like this is a really good conversation piece for leading into talking about religion here in a little bit as well um just because of the fact that i felt like this really resonates in that regard as well so joe is talking about social organization saying the things that have always stuck with me as being meaningful in a game are when the player's decisions have meaningful consequences in the real world, typically, the more you devote yourself to some group or cause, the more some people will hate you. You think political groups, governments, etc. He said the Fallout games have always stuck with me in this regard. In New Vegas, for example, if your daily actions help the NCR, the Legion will start to hate you. If you go to their zones, they'll kill you. They will attack you in the open world through random encounters. The dialogue becomes hostile and vice versa. If you help the Legion, the NCR will hate you and the like. It's a really cool dynamic you aren't just making a number go up for a reward your gameplay experience fundamentally changes based on who you choose to help out suddenly i have to be really careful in zone a higher chance of negative inter interactions but i know i'm perfectly safe in zone b since i help them a lot um, this makes any rewards i get from my faction of choice meaningful because my decision to help them has meaningful consequences i don't know if that exact system could be worked into an mmo Yes, it can. But maybe just keep the concept of meaningful consequences in mind. I think many MMOs lack this, and it really makes it feel like it doesn't matter what you do. So I can think of some MMORPGs where you definitely can experience that. You go, I mean, look at it like look at the the most general one we usually see. Alliance or Horde and World of Warcraft. Or well, you can't really use this reference, right? Because if you use a reference for ESO, there's no open world interaction like that. It's all isolated to the PvP areas. But when you think of um, World of Warcraft, if you go into an alliance area, you know, even if you're on a PvE server, you get you get flagged, right? Because you're not supposed to be there. You're an enemy. You're going to be killed on site by pretty much any anybody in that uh, alliance. So we'll say alliance and horde. If I'm horde and I go into an alliance zone, I'm getting flagged, right? I go into their cities. I'm going to get attacked, right? If I'm flagged in a zone that doesn't isn't really occupied by me, it's primarily occupied by the Alliance, then I'm basically flagged and it's like a kill on site sort of thing, both by the players and by NPCs, et cetera. But this, let's strain the focus over on like the NPC, the NPC guilds, the social organizations, and think about all of that, right? The idea of what was proposed here of where, you know, you sort of are like investing in one, so the others may not like you makes makes sense. But now in Ashes, what do we have for social organizations? The ones that we specifically have that as players that we're going to be able to invest in are Traders Company, the Thieves Guild, 
and the uh, oh my gosh, help me out here. Scholars Academy. Academy. There you go. Yeah. So you get those three right now. I, I don't know that we know exactly the level of depth that those are going to entail. But the question of the video essentially is like, how do you do that stuff right? How do you do it in a way that, and the word I use was meaningful. So that it's not just like a typical rep grind or you, you know what I mean? You're not just like investing in that way. And in world of Warcraft, you've got, you've got all kinds of factions and alliances and organizations and NPC guilds or orders that you come across in different zones and different expansions, et cetera. And as you do so, you can gain reputation, work towards like getting, you know, honored, go from friendly to honored to revered to exalted. Exalted is like your max level status. You are their best buddy. You are their hero, whatever in some cases. And you could purchase things from their uh, from their vendors. You can, you know, all the, all the different things, right? You have certain perks. You get mounts, pets, etc. And that stuff was cool, but eventually. It, it just kind of became another one of the same sort of thing with every single expansion that came out. And it was this extensive grind of reputation of daily quests, usually to get that your level up. And then when you get that, that you get all the stuff you want from it. It's kind of like, all right, cool. So I guess next one, because you don't, you know, that, that like meaningfulness of your, um, standing with that organization, it doesn't really translate into future expansions or anything. You know, you you rarely see that continue. And so my thought specifically with Ashes is like how it, I think from my perspective, that meaningfulness, that like uh, uh, the weightedness of, of your investment should continue and be influential and meaningful throughout the game's history. Um and that's to me how you can do it right. But I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think about about some of that stuff? Um, definitely in World of Warcraft, uh, I would. There was like in addition to Horde and Alliance, like in in Booty Bay, there was like kind of a pirate faction you could right. rep up with, and then you were KOS on, in town. And I know there was also some like some centaur tribes as or uh that they did that with too i mean i always felt like that was the like lowest level of implementation of real like political stuff um i would like to see something like what the um you know original poster had mentioned about having something more dynamic where you do there's at least some political framework where Maybe one social org is at odds with another one or what have you. I think something that else would be interesting would, like you were saying, Sim, is leave it, like move away from just it being like a daily grind. Because that's the one thing that I would agree with you. It was just very mm -hmm. taxing and tedious just to have to go in and do the same five or ten quests every single day. And that's how you got rep. I mean, I would love to see something more dynamic um honestly i would love to see like some sort of story arc or mission arc or something where you had to do certain tasks and they weren't necessarily the same thing and there was multiple ways to do it um i would honestly you know like it to be integrated in all sorts of things it could be like working with a local crafter to supply something or you know, going out and maybe finding a rare material or something where it gives this a little more 
dynamic um, interaction and also Mm -hmm. player agency interaction. And I think as well, uh, it would be really, would be really good just to be able to, like you were saying, at some point you just finish everything in like other games. It would be nice to be able to not necessarily have like an end point to that or have there be like a reason to stay at a certain like rank with a particular social org and that reward being meaningful for maintaining that status, right? It's almost like that status will decay over time unless you're maybe helping that faction out on a more regular basis. Again, all subject to balance, right? but at least something where, you know, uh, I like the idea of, um, I think they had in, I can't remember if it was in city of heroes or something else. It might've been, but if you did certain missions at some point, then ambushes would spawn for you for, from a particular faction. Right. So there was, Something where you almost had to be on your toes, even if you were just like, you know, running across the map or something that, you know, you might run into a particular faction that has it out for you. And I like that. That was something that was mentioned, I believe, in the original post as well. Right. If you go to certain areas, you're more likely to have some sort of danger. So that's what I see, like the risk versus reward. You might have a high status with a particular faction. Um, like, I don't know, say the Thieves Guild, right? But the Scholars Academy might be like, mm, we're out for blood for anyone from that guild, you know, because of, you know, stuff and things, right? So I think that, to me, would be a good way to insert some sort of dynamic gameplay, make it less of a grind, make it more fun, and also just make it more engaging because you're not. it's not just something you just go and, solo grind a bunch of mobs for hours on end every day or drawing the same quest for 30, 45, 60 days. Yeah, what do you think, Armstrong? Yeah. yeah, so the social organization, so the talking about the negative impacts of the social orgs to one another as well as social orgs to nodes, that's been mm-hmm. talked about before where they want to do like the mm-hmm. sabotage, um, intrigue and espionage. Like, um, Depending on, they can be both beneficial and negative towards different nodes and other affiliations like uh, guilds or um, castles or any other, depending on the quest line of the, their hierarchy. Um, but based, based on that, like they're already sort of going around that path of if you picked, if you want to be a fees guild, you might start stealing doc- documents from another, like the uh, religious uh, node and start taking their documents or whatever. And that's not going to be very good for the Scholars Academy. And they, they might also think of you negatively because of that. Right. So the mere fact that you can't be more in more than one uh, social org at once makes me think that most likely if you pick one, you're going to be at war with the other two, not at war constantly, but more you're being negatively influencing those other uh, social orgs by doing so. Yeah, I definitely think that stuff's like super important too. But I, I like the idea that with Ashes, you especially like in regard to social orgs and as well as other things, like it's not like going to be such an easy thing to where it's like, okay, now I want to switch and I can just super quickly do it. And like, 
you know, cut it. Same for like switching your, maybe I don't want to be a pal anymore. I want to go with a different uh, combination of archetypes for my class, you know, and it, you're not going to be flipping that on the fly and, you know, instantly throwing on gear and just right there in the middle of a dungeon or a raid or in the middle of an initiative where maybe you're engaged in spying or something. You can't just kind of change all of that. And I think that's, that's very going to be very meaningful from my perspective too. So um, we've got some comments I want to like, up here if i can get these damn things they're going so slow today i'm telling you man um but we definitely got some comments up here i'm gonna read one and we got one that'll be popping up which is a little bit more um in depth but this one too from arthas Dawnbreaker was saying that the journey should always evolve and having you climb higher and higher and that one i i totally agree with i think that like i don't want to say like reputation expansion over time as much as just like you're standing right in within that organization. I think with with um, with the game's evolution over time, uh, there's an opportunity for that by these organizations moving, you know, forward into the future and, and being in these different domains or different areas of the map. Um, this one from Ash, Ashes and Error, like I think for Ashes, NPC reputation is a thing for sure. But the design of the game makes me think player to player reputation Get that bugged out thing popping up on stop <laughs> is where the meaningfulness will lie or guild reputation at the very least yeah i think guild reputation i think that that one specifically is one of the ones that i want to see like what the the framework for that sort of uh for the reputation is going to be like how is that going to be meaningful beyond like oh you're this level in reputation so you can just get stuff you know or go on like a mission to do this like the missions themselves start can become and start to feel like they're becoming very tedious in the way dailies can and that's like one of the and this ties into the religious uh orders thing too as well like in the churches where you can do sort of a daily um initiative or quest or something to sort of like work on improving your standing i can get behind dailies when they don't just feel like this sort of cookie cutter go go do this random quest that you alternate between every day that you do it sort of a thing um events are sort of something that i think make a little bit more sense something that pops up in an area you really gotta kind of be around when it happens and this is where potentially having like a, a pairing application that they have for like your mobile phone could be beneficial not because i expect that you need to be able to like you know be able to track everything at all times but i think the map component can be beneficial guild interaction can be beneficial things like trading commerce crafting none of that sort of stuff should be in just sort of tracking things that are relevant to you on what you're interested in i think those things to me can be i can understand and be accepting of that in something like a mobile app um, because it incentivizes you to get in the game right and from my perspective getting in the game for the right reasons um as opposed to things like daily login rewards etc you probably know where i'm going to go with all of that um john prescott though he said it <laughs> like you got the carrot finally and the donkey just leaves you stranded any any other thoughts around that though gentlemen um before we kind of move forward because we got some stuff related to intrepid to chat about today too yeah, I mean, I would just say just to reinforce what you were saying about events, I think that's a great idea is like, just like nodes, like if you get to a certain level, um, 
things happen in the world. I mean, I think it would be really good to do something like that as well with social orgs. And if you have like a certain number of players and maybe reach a certain faction, right, it generates some sort of event, right, that other people might be able to get in on to build their rep. um, Or it also might be like, you know, objective base. Like if, if you're not there to defend something, right, or there's not enough people to defend something, right, your faction takes a hit or another faction rises up. And I think that's, again, right, it's it's all subject to balancing, but I think right. that level of interaction is important versus it just being like mm-hmm. daily, repetitive, tedious grind. Yeah. Yeah, I'd also love to see, like, um, once you reach high enough up the ladder, like, it gives you some sort of benefit for your, uh, not for yourself in general, but more the node itself like uh, oh, yeah. for example if you become high enough in the thieves guild or, the, uh, or whatever you might be able to do some espionage before a raid on an opposite node like you might be able to take out a specific bastion or you might be able to take out a specific figure maybe you can oh, yeah. like put a time delay on the um the mayor's mount so he can't fly around and <laughs> destroy you with his phoenix oh, that like, could be, like you, you must find this person and try and give him poison or something or i don't know but like a whole, basically a, a higher tier mission that will be beneficial to either raids or defense or crafting. If you're a scholar, you might have a better, uh, I don't know, a, a schematic, I guess. Uh, scholars, I don't really know mm-hmm. much about. Yeah, we're still, we still got a lot to learn about yeah. them, don't we? But that's, I love yeah. that idea of like, oof, impacting like a mayor or even like a castle owner being able to utilize a flying amount for a certain period of time like maybe the battle starts and they've got a debuff of where this thing's incapacitated for like a minute or two i mean a minute or two in con- combat can absolutely it's huge wait what's going on there <laughs> sim makes a note to have a royal tester for his food come on dave <laughs> I want to I want to talk about this. There's a community thing that actually we caught attention of Armored Cell uh, Daedalus and I were chatting about it briefly before the show. And I'm just going to generally I'm not going to like name any names here or anything. I'm just going to kind of provide like the general sentiment. And this general and it's one we've seen before, haven't we, in the Ashes community? Uh, we've seen the, the I would consider a certain level of entitlement. So someone basically posing the question to steven about hey why is it you're giving alpha two keys alpha one keys to somebody who maybe isn't even that active regularly and doing ashes content right and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and like actually state what what steven's response was because this person was basically saying like looking at the analytics like this is kind of my idea the logic behind giving a streamer who rarely covers your content how much it's worth all this stuff um and the basic thing is like they saying i understand the individual is a friend of you or yours that you play other games with however given the data this seems like a gross waste of marketing time and finances that should have been utilized more efficiently and steven basically responded saying hey greetings and not everything intrepid does will be rooted in analytics or the best return on investments this is part of what sets us apart from other companies. I interact with people, not marketers or content creators. Sometimes they have large, large audiences and sometimes they don't. As we approach Alpha 2, you will see um, more of this with different people that I help 
I feel helped foster an inclusive and enjoyable community. Also, the 10 keys were not packages. They were Alpha 2 keys, only for him to hand out as he sees fit. Now, I'm not going to name who this is. I mean, I could speculate. It would make sense. I get it. Whatever. But at the end of the day, um, here's my stance. And I'm going to give some examples, right? Because you probably go, you know, that does logic doesn't work very good, right? Number one, CEO. End of the day. <laughs> right. Can we? Yeah, but 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 I backed or I, I spent money on a support package. And it's like, well, yeah, okay, let me give you a frame of reference. Someone could feel like, remember, we saw this back in like Alpha Zero. We saw it in Alpha One. You're going to see it in Alpha 2. Imagine, right? Like, I, you all know, the majority of you know that I'm working on my own fantasy world and everything. I've got a, I'm working on my first book right now. There's going to be more. I've got an open world RPG that's going to be working on in the next few years as well. Now, imagine, right? Let's give an example of like, let's say I've got a Patreon, right? And people are supporting me on Patreon. It's like, hey, this helps in the game's development. Okay. And these people are Patreon supporters and they're supporting me and I show them I appreciate them and they got their perks. Right. But as we get closer to, let's say, my first book's launch or something or hell, we'll say the open world RPG game or something. People along the way notice that I'm giving away free goodies or access for people to check stuff out and they aren't Patreon supporters and they go, hey, that's. That's not, you know, not fair. You, should, I don't think you should be doing that. That doesn't seem fair. It seems wasteful. It doesn't make sense. You know, I don't think it's a good idea. Well, I can tell you my response would be like, well, hey, it's really great that you support, but it's optional. Just like people support Ashes with the Founders Pack, it's optional too. At the end of the day, if you want, you can wait until the very end of the road when the thing is launched, get it for yourself or not, your choice. But along the way, if an individual chooses that they want to like do something to help support and bolster the community around their thing. Like, I don't think anybody would, if some Patreon supporter was doing that with me, they wouldn't make sense. Right. You could go and break this down to people who mow lawns and apply the same logic, right. To like people who have an, a monthly subscription, you know, to where they get their, their lawns mowed or whatever. And then the guy who's doing the lawns goes and says, Hey, I'm going to do a promotional thing. And if you want to sign up for this thing, then here's some free lawn mowings. And people could be like, Hey, that's not fair. It's like, actually it's their business. They can do what they want. They're trying to bolster people to be a part of this, bolster the community, bolster the product, the game, whatever. It's the same thing. That logic would not, you probably wouldn't agree that that makes sense for someone doing a Patreon, right? Or someone doing mowing lawns or whatever. Cause at the end of the day, like just because you support or back doesn't mean that you're entitled to dictate or tell someone how to run their business or how to create their game or their fictional world or pretty much anything else, because isn't that their dream, their vision, their, their baby? It's like someone going in and saying, Hey, I'm gonna tell you how to raise your kid. Like that wouldn't fly. So I think he can do whatever he wants. Cause he's the damn C CEO. And, uh, and if you don't like it, well, too bad, so sad. He's doing it with all the best intentions. And I actually appreciate one specific thing in that statement more than anything, right? I interact with people, not marketers or content creators, right? That 
This is a part of what he believes sets them apart from other companies. And, you know, as many times as Steven's been on the show and other shows or other creator streams, it wasn't just because someone was an official content creator. He did it because like, oh, this is like these are people that like I'd, I'd like to be investing in in their communities. It looks like it would be good for the greater community something i mean you go and you look at this philosophy that he's also had for the game and the developers that you bring on right true the core philosophy applies to so many of the different layers so i don't know if you guys got thoughts on that but that's mine i nice mean you know what it re- you know what it reminds me of is those jack wagons back when i was playing wow that would <laughs> always want to like tell people what class they need to play and i'm like my reaction to that invariably was if you want to pay for my subscription, you can tell me what class to play, or you can tell this person <laughs> what class to play. If you don't want to pony up that $15 a month, then mm-hmm. please pipe the, you know what down. Yeah. And I agree with you. I mean, I think this is, this is a scenario where people are prioritizing the rich getting richer, right? If you have a really big streamer that's out there, and Steven's always going to those streamers. You don't have necessarily any balance with somebody new that might have a fresh perspective or like he was saying, an inclusive community or something. And he's his focus isn't on building coin purse on his end, you know, building a following at any cost. He's here to build a community. And that's the difference yeah. that, you know, you've called out and and he's called out too. He's like, it doesn't matter how popular you are, right? At the end of the day, if, you know, if we do a good deed for somebody that's really like putting the work in, doing good content in terms of building a community, then it's his prerogative as a CEO to invest. And it's not somebody else's place to say, oh, well, you're making a bad investment. Now that I've spent xyz like dollars that entitles me to have an opinion on how you run your company yeah um yeah and and that's not to say that somebody can't have an opinion right i don't i don't fault this person for having an opinion but i i feel like it's one of those things where you got like an old school mom that's like giving you a guilt trip for making a decision that isn't necessarily wrong right i mean it's that kind of vibe that i get from this and it's like well no you shouldn't do that because it's not the right decision and it's like ultimately it's like it's not your call bro sorry right like you could flip it on the other side and there was a i can't remember what it was but there was a particular uh streaming company that was making computers and giving away for, to uh, free people uh free to streamers mm-hmm. so they spun a wheel or grab about a hat or something and they're like oh here's a person oh wait they've only got five followers uh how long how much are they promoting us oh no we're not gonna give them a free computer do you know what happened to that company? Like, they're, not, they're not around anymore. Uh, yeah. No one, no one likes them because they, they, they screwed their, their um, mm-hmm. following. There, like, yes, it may have been a small creator, but at the same time, it's a person. They're yeah. still following you and supporting your, your company, yeah. even if you they weren't getting anything. And then you mm-hmm. decide not to give them a free PC because their followership was so low. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine what would happen if Steven did that? I know. Yeah, it would be rough. Yeah, he, he, and luckily he's never been someone to do anything, you know, in the, in that regard. But you know, the thing is too is like, like 
even even if even if he was playing favorites, like it, so, still his damn his his baby, his company, right? So what? It's money. It's, God damn. it's like he's got he's got decisions to make. You know, he wants us to he wants us to be successful. If he sees something that's going to make it successful, I kill. I always go back to this, right? Like. He's made some pretty good decisions along the way. Um, APOC, may it rest in peace. That wasn't one of them. But, <laughs> you know, because in my opinion, right? But look, in the grand scheme of things, like, you pulled the trigger, made some decisions. The vast majority have been pretty good. You got a pretty high success rate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, you're gonna, you're gonna not always land the shots. It's kind of life, isn't it? You're not always gonna, you're not always gonna land every single shot you take. But if you're taking, if you keep taking them, you're gonna, you know, and you and you keep true to what you're doing. The vision is solid, then, and here we are. So at the end of the day, like he, he's the he's the one that's got to make the him and him and the ones that are running this show, got to be the ones that, you know, take their expertise and their education and everything they've learned that got them to be in the role they're in to give it their best, to make this game as a whole successful. I don't know about you all. I want to play a game that's thriving for years to come. You, you, you go get it, man. You know, that's all I got to say. You'll get it. You, you do what you got to do homie. You're not changing the narrative and it's not pay to win. Okay, cool. Not pay to convenience. Okay, cool. All right. Not exploiting people's coin purse. You're not all about that. Okay, cool. We're doing pretty good. There's plenty of bad examples up there. What not to do, in my opinion. So he, he ain't on that track. So I'm pretty happy. It's well done. Just keep at it. Just keep I'm going. Saying. What you're doing? Yeah. Okay. You know, I I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, though, it's like it's important to remember. And like I just remember this quote that I heard a long time ago, and then heard again recently, and it's. If you want to improve, be content to be thought foolish and stupid. And a lot of people Mm. are like, oh, hey, you're making a stupid decision. But you know what? You might make bad decisions. You might make good decisions. But the reality Mm. is you keep learning from those. And I think on the flip side, people are like, hey, you need to do it the way it's always been done. Mm. And the fact that he's like fighting that and saying, hey, no, I'm going to do it this way. Yeah. And evolve. he's considered like, oh, this is a bad decision. Well, if in reality, it's actually moving the industry forward. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, very true. Um, okay. Speaking of discussions, we got a new dev discussion from Intrepid. And this one's uh, this one's fantastical. It is, um, well, what is this over? It just so happens to be over tank participation. Here's the question, y'all. Ready for this? Would you prefer more traditional MMORPG main and off-tank roles, or would you prefer to see combat experiences with several tanks fighting? I'm going to let y'all jump in on that one. I'm going to have a very simple answer for this. Why not both? And that's it. (laughs) That's the extent of my opinion on this. It's like, I Mm -hmm. like the idea of having both. Yeah. Because then there's variety. You're not just stuck into one or the other. Yeah. I mean, think of games like uh, Overwatch or something, right? Where you had different flavors of tanks. Like, yes, they all did the same tanking thing, but you all got different flavors. So you might want to, like ice cream, like you like, maybe people like vanilla. 
like daily. So you might want vanilla, v- yeah. vanilla, and then you might want vanilla with some chocolate syrup, sprinkles, whatever. Tanks, the f- different flavors makes the game fun. Yeah. Like if you just got, otherwise, what's the point of having sixty-four uh, uh, um, classes? That's the whole point of it. Right. To have different flavors of the same class to make it feel different, feel dynamic, feel you know it's been like the sense of mystery of who am I versing? What are they? Mm-hmm. I understand they're a tank, but what kind of tank? Are they healing? Are they defensive? Are they ranged? Like these sort of questions that go through your head just before you even enter the first attack is what makes things exciting, you know? Absolutely. Like, Man. Yeah. Yeah, thoughts? You got, you got additional thoughts, Adelis? I mean, I would just say this too, like also if you have these different levels of participation, you also kind of give some people that maybe are a little more anxious about doing a tank role like that little push to, um, you know, jump out of their comfort zone. Case in point, like earlier on in that Blizzard game, right, there was an opportunity to have like some classes be off tanks. And while it was really like anxiety inducing for me to do that role, like even in a dungeon, it was actually helped me learn a lot about like how to play that type of thing. And it was, again, kind of like a gateway into doing other like tanking in a limited way. Now, granted, I didn't, you know, become a main tank in a writing guild or anything, but still it gave me as a player an opportunity to dip my foot in different types of content and still feel relevant um, to do that. So I think that's a really like, you know, I think uh, another reason that I think it's important to have different types of encounters that maybe have different comp requirements, different, you know, and so on, because that just helps people flex and, and, you know, experiment a little bit out of their comfort zone and maybe learn something. That's really interesting. Like you, you also think about the classes as like a step, like stepping stone, like a easy to medium to hard difficulty. Like for example, a a tank tank might be really hard, but a tank summoner might be easier because you're summoning these minions in front of you and not for your health, but the minions' health. So, I, it actually makes a lot more sense as well. Like if you want to be a tank tank, but you're not comfortable with it yet, you got a tank summoner, and then you try and work your way, working your way around the whole tank dynamic role. And then getting into it, that yeah, that I like that. Yeah, and I saw this comment in in chat as well from Arthas talking about basically have a tank per group, right? This is like a this is what I always consider as a GM like best practices. You know, I mean, obviously this is going to depend on group sizes. We know groups are eight in Ashes. You got a forty person raid in Ashes. You, you, you to me one or two tanks like ah. Eh. I agree, though. If if people don't have a reason to like roll, they they are gonna have the reason to roll the roll. And my experience has always been that tanks are not that common anymore, y'all. Have you noticed this over the years? A good tanks are hard to find in, in MMORPGs. Just go jump in. You find your healers. You got plenty of deeps. But when you go into you go queue in for something, it doesn't matter what game I play. I'm always waiting on a damn tank. So that shows me that people aren't rolling tank as frequently. In fact, I feel like people are doing more healing than they are tanking these days in, in regard to support roles. It's a dying breed. 
I feel like you're accurate on that. It's, not, it's part of the reason that I actually low key aside from Paladin. Um, it's one of the reasons I'm I'm probably very likely going to be a Paladin tank in in Ashes because some of my best experiences have been tanking in an MMORPG, and I I tend to shine in tanking and healing roles. I can do DPS, but real talk, I tend to get bored of it. I get bored doing DPS. It can be fun and interesting in PVP. It can be very interesting and I can enjoy it thoroughly, but in a PVE context, I tend to really not, not dig it a whole lot. I get bored. Right. But there's tons of people that love to focus on DPS and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not downing deeps, right? DPS, good DPS is also hard to find to be fair. And in ashes, it's probably going to be a bit more difficult as well, just because of the fact that, you don't get damage meters, et cetera. Um, but I like having a main and an off tank and then having what I consider sub tanks, which are, you know, basically the tertiary sort of tanking role. Like, I think they can sort of like, uh, okay, in World of Warcraft, I considered hunters with their misdirect sub tanks. Okay. They weren't tanks, but they could utilize that role sometimes based on pets misdirection because what are you doing when you misdirect you're choosing a target that is going to get the aggro that's a tank mechanic you're choosing to decide where the aggro is at that's like hitting a taunt with the tank ability right when you misdirect you're choosing a literally you're choosing to taunt for a tank and that person's getting the hate so i consider that dynamic very important it's sort of like the battle res mechanic that you saw with classes that could be kind of good um it ended up becoming really overkill in world of warcraft though at least in my opinion it did everybody gets a b red sort of a thing you're just like dear lord like can we keep it with one you know some exclusivity there so it, it feels a little bit more rare and unique to the to the class etc but um I'm good. I'm glad to see them talking about the tank participation. And I've never been a proponent of a really strict like tank main tank and that's all you got sort of a thing. I've always wanted uh, there to be, especially in a 40 person raid, homies, you do not want just two tanks and a 40 person raid, in my opinion. You get two people in a 40 person rank, if they take it to the face, um, that's a wipe you are very likely going to have a raid wipe if you lose a tank and you've only got two. Sometimes even with three, to be fair. So it's important to have someone who can sort of pick up the slack and help to mitigate that that role if someone falters. Um, same for healing, though. You know, having some utility, um, which could be very interesting, which is where I'm really hoping the bard can shine, not to be basically like heal, but to be able to like have a level of agency and where they can essentially like bolster their allies in a raid comp setting or group comp setting and kind of like choose what strengths to provide the party and what weaknesses to provide, um, you know, the enemies. I think that would be really great. So, yeah, that's also a really good opportunity to, I'm not saying boycott. I'm just saying, if you don't like the word tank is the primary archetype name, if you want to go like put something there, I'm just kidding. Oh, wait, am I though? I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Uh, what was that? Huh? Um, <laughs> go, go let, let them know your thoughts. Um, and I've got to definitely give them a, a shout out every time they do a dev discussion or any of these like sort of like teasers, they got these really cool 
gifts that they have going now, right? They do them on socials before we lead into, I, I just really like it, man. It, it's very unique. It's very much an ashes thing from my perspective. Um, I've never seen a studio do this consistently in all of their community engagement domains. And they've bolstered around it. They've got the choose your sort of own adventure style responding to like uh, some sort of like uh posable question like oh you see somebody chopping up a tree you're gonna help them you're gonna gank them what you gonna do homie you're gonna gank or be good you're gonna be ganking them you might get shot by the oh wait ranger what we gonna get a teaser soon it looks like after the last show actually armored cell uh you shared that as well yep and it is confirmed ranger is coming soon so if you didn't know yeah boy let's go who's it's like, coming yeah I'm, I'm actually really stoked about the ranger like i I, I hope the Ranger just feels very unique. And I know that's a really loose word to use, unique, but I do hope that they do something interesting. I, I, I liked it in Alpha Zero, but whatever showcase they got coming up, here's what I think people are going to be really eyeing. What does the bow-wielding mechanic look like for taking out fools and basically firing and doing damage? And... What's the flavor for the Ranger looking like now? Because we haven't seen a damn thing since Alpha Zero. How much has it changed? What have you adhered to? What are we going to kind of expect from the archetype? So, I don't know, man. We, we can definitely talk about that a little bit. Do y'all have any thoughts about what you, maybe your answer would be there? Because, yeah, this is a good time to talk about well, it. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting where, like, tab target or um hit scan is going to be a thing it's going to be interesting like what they're going to be going for that even the models i don't think that, when was the last time we saw a good bow model in game uh yeah apoc so even that that's that's a good thing too like it might not even be a bow it could be a crossbow like we we ah uh, yeah we don't even know what he's going to be equipped with true and it might be a new archetype again we've all speculated the archetype all right and like yeah, thing. yeah, you're right. And yeah, I was also and, thinking, oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, uh -huh. like this is a huge hurdle too. Like the the, the Tauna was a hurdle, the Ranger's a hurdle, then there's like yeah. Summoner and then Bard. Like these are all big hurdles, big things yeah. that we were waiting for. And when as soon as we see it, we're, we're going to be diving like every pixel. You got to, like, this is going to be <laughs> everything you have to look at. You're like, is he walking different? Is he sidestepping? Uh, yeah. Is he, is he crumping right now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Stephen. You, you don't know what Stephen. He could do anything. I, I, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. I really am. I, I am too. I um, I, I think it's important to ask that question. What What do we hope to see? Because if we get the Ranger in the upcoming live stream, well, when's that sim? Well, friends, that's actually going to be coming up this Friday. So. The 26th. Yeah. I, I Man, saw that. Eh? Well, the thing is, is the 31st is a Wednesday. So we got the next live stream. So you got to get your questions in by the 24th, this Wednesday. Live stream is the 26th, this Friday. Submission deadline for questions 11 a.m. PDT. Ashes development live stream. Friday, 11 a.m. PDT. As always, we do the Ashes post show right here. Afterwards, we watch it. We chat about it. We take your questions. Sometimes devs are in chat pretty regularly. It's a good time. It feels very wholesome. It's always been a good it vibe. Does. 
I really have enjoyed it so, so much. We've been doing, I think we've been doing the Ashes post show now for like, like two years or something. It's been a while. It's been quite a while. Um, I'm just now actually calling it that. So yeah, there you go, man. Um, but there it is. That's the last of the news from Intrepid in regard to their, their week coming up. They've got the Friday Ashes of Creation Development live stream. Expect us to put together the show developer notes and get that up the same night and expect that we will, um, yeah, be doing the Ashes post show right here. And then the following live stream ought to be nice and lit. But you think we're done talking right now? No, we're not. Actually, the name of the show is Occult practices what all right friends let's put on our dark robes let's put on our holy oh what we got there not all of us have dark robes i don't have a dark robe oh Uh, oh boy oh hold on (laughs) is that a dracula cape that is totally for a child isn't it no (laughs) is that like your kid's halloween costume or something uh, it was. I sort of cosplayed a little bit at some point. So I, it's oh, did you? Old. Oh, it yeah. looks old. <laughs> Were you a child when you wore it the first time? I actually wore it for um, when oh, I was really? doing some uh, Domino's deliveries for. Um, no way. We all dressed up, so I dressed up as like a vamp. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> did you go? Hey, eh, eh, eh. No. Two pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends, it's about that time. Put on your tinfoil hats, your dark robes and cloaks, your light bringer stuff and things. We're going to dig into talking about a little bit of the lore and a little bit of the religion and ashes of creation. And quite frankly, we've got Armored Cell here, so we're going to make sure we spend a good chunk of our time, not going too, too long, but we definitely want to allow him to shine or whatever that he's going to do with his uh, things. Okay, let's discuss religion and or our impression of the gods and ashes of creation, okay? It's a very loose question or discussion point, right? We we know the story of the fall. And if you don't know the story of the fall, um, I think that ought to cover you right there in chat get going ahead and munch up on that real quick get a little bit of a snapshot of what the the gods like the story of the fall the origin story for this game kind of looks like time before the exodus but we get 10 deities and ashes right seven of them are well what steven's calling good gods and three of them which they are calling bad gods the good and the bad now i know armored cells had some pretty interesting ideas around uh, the fluidity of the word good or bad as it applies to the the three others right. <laughs> okay that's what that is <laughs> um good the bad the ugly bad scmad what <laughs> yeah um my impression is this is a pretty traditional pantheon where you've got some of the gods that well, they break. There's a celestial fight, right? Like you've got the ones that in our agreement on one thing and the ones that are like, no, this is not the way they fight three lose seven win until three come back with all the baddies again. Oh, that rhymed really well. Clip perhaps. <laughs> Rehearsed. Rehearsed. I was almost. not actually. I was totally like right on right off the cuff. Right from the heart. 
Um, uh, can't confirm or deny anything there. I see that as bait, actually. So I'm not going to engage. So, so this is a thing, right? Is that there's a very interesting point here. And to the person who commented about wanting lore videos on Ashes HQ, I just want you to know, once we get these game guides sorted, expect some very interesting things related to lore um, coming. So I'm excited to get into that because lore and stories are fun, fun stuff for me. Um, I guess like, here's the thing, right? What are your impressions of the gods in general? Because we know you're going to have the choice to praise, right? We know that there's going to be religious, there's going to be churches for the different gods, right? You're going to for sure have the seven, that we can praise and worship. And if you are, as a player, wish to excel in your church or religion of choice, you you can rise to the top of that religious order or church. And it's curious, like, what gods are y'all favoring? Like, what's your perspective, your, your overall interpretation of this pantheon and the gods in general right now? I, I'm going to save everybody from my spiel because y'all have heard me say it. Too many times, but I'm gonna let y'all jump in on this. The strong focus on armored cell jumping in. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. All right. Well, well yes. where do we start? Well, there's ten gods, right? And yes. when they when they brought out the ancients, they, their first creation, they were like, let's let's all give them gifts. Let's give them a gift each. You know. Mm. So one by one, they started giving the gifts, and as soon as it got started to get getting to the others, they're like, you know what? I know you're like the cool uncle and the cool, cool family members, but we don't want them. Don't, we don't want you to give them those powers because we're, we're getting a little bit concerned with the, the ancients right now. So we don't want you to do that, and we're going to push you to the side. I feel like that's that's a bit mean in itself. You all make a creation, and then as soon as as soon as it gets like past the halfway point, like you know what? We actually fear these things. We fear the ancients. Let's not let's not make them any more powerful, and let's let's exit like there's a center off planet to some unknown place, and we'll start again. The good old and void, yeah, yeah, it's a tasty place. The, I think the others are like, well, that's not very nice. Like we we like we we made this together, and now we want to also bestow our gifts upon our our creatures, and they're like, no, we we don't want that. We don't want oh anything my gosh. That, will, that will hurt us. You're making that sound that, so nice, dude. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that so sad? We like, just want to bestow our gifts upon them. We just want to give them the best parts of us. We want to teach them the ways of the essence, Armored Cell. Call it what it is. I mean, that's like it's corruption, <laughs> man. Come on. Like, and then, like, the, the, well, the only ones that were left after the whole exodus is yeah. the Tolna, and they, and they seem to be the closest thing to Vera. Like they seem like the, I don't know, the Varen hippies almost. Like they, they're part yeah. of, they're, they're the peace loving people that live inside the rocks underground with Vera, and they copy the <laughs> same hierarchy as the ancients. I mean, oh god. I mean, Mother Vera, Tolna, and then there's the ancients with the others. Like I feel like that's a whole connection right there. And then we've got the good gods that is like definitely have a connection there. I don't know, man. I, I feel like. Stephen said that you can follow, like, to explore the world as much as you can, and you can going through different paths. Uh, go to, and praise darker means, and 
the only way to the only connection we have to mm-hmm. the ancients are the four relics and corruption. So I feel like the corruption is the easiest way to start off with. So why not start there? Like, how how do you guys feel about the gods? Like, do you do you feel like the others were uh, maybe uh, badly judged? Maybe, perhaps. I feel like as parents, you should be uh, a bit more sympathetic <laughs> to your kids. I feel like I'm walking into a minefield <laughs> right now. He's like, what do you all think? I mean, don't be bad parents, but I definitely want an answer real quick. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to throw this out there, right? I feel like there's maybe a spectrum uh, oh, here. I, I can't confirm or deny what the spectrum of the others are, right? since that would probably be a rabbit hole that I don't want to nuke right now. But I will say, like, there's a goddess of love. There's a goddess of creation. There's a goddess of fate, god of hope, god of truth, right? Mm-hmm. I think hope, truth, love, creation seem like good things to me, right? Uh, so I would say that's probably on one side of the spectrum. I would say fate. Frankly, I see fate as almost neutral because fate could be right. a good thing, right? Because you could be, I don't know, fated to be a savior, right? But it could also be a bad thing. You could be fated to be cursed as well. So I think there's that spectrum there. Um, I don't know how I feel about like the the parent-child reference we had for the others because at, at the end of the day, like even... Um, the minions of evil called their there are even the like the overlords of evil called their children minions as we saw evidence earlier in this podcast so it's important for us to know that you know it's i would say goodness is a matter of perspective mm. um and 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 i would say it should be like with with regards to ashes of creation i am like we talked about with the social orgs, I feel like religion should be very choice-based and depending on like how you interact with your particular religion, that could influence your gameplay style. It could influence your interaction with other religions as well. Um, I mean, I'm not expecting there's going to be much um, conflict with the seven, but that's not to say that there won't be um because as i said right there's a spectrum here like when i think of hope truth versus fate there's there's a spectrum so i guess in in my opinion i would really like to see how that dynamic is going to play into your gameplay is it um and and what also what augmentations you get that are based on what religion you have like what does that necessarily mean because when i think of a lot of what they put out here i do think of maybe some of those earlier rpgs like ultima games where you had different shrines to different virtues and so i see like you know love hope truth as virtues versus you know whatever those other guys represent which seems to me to be darker intentions but i'll i'll let the the dark overlord wait hold on a second it's my turn next i think and that that's a that's it's just not true, Daedalus. Okay, your dark overlord Day Day. It has been known. 
Yeah, just because you say it over and over doesn't make it the truth. <laughs> this is this is there's evidence on this channel, I swear. Someone please help. Okay. Um <laughs> I wanted to actually I wanted to hit on this point that Ashes and Narrow popped up here with, and uh it's been up there in, on screen for just a bit. I'm wondering how much the races affect the gods. This is gonna have a tie-in to the Tolnar discussion from my perspective in just a second. As in, they are based on feelings and concepts like love and truth. Is there a feedback loop where the races they created in term of affect the gods? For example, do the gods uh, with most worshippers have more power? Well, we've seen this. Like, I mean, this construct's been explored in Greek mythology and, and some of the other religions or mythos in, in our own history. But I think that's actually, uh, he also said, like, you know, are they actually male or female? Or is that uh, just the mortal saying that they are neatly, you know, to fit them in, like, boxes they can understand? Like, how much do we, as the creatures and or races, like, actually influence them? Because my big thing that we come back to, and this is one of the things I've been asked to explore, is the souls are a very strong component to the deity's capability to influence the world, the physical world in Vera. This is a very, very profound component to the story of Ash as a creation, from my perspective, because this, I think, ties into the avatars a lot. And I have some theories about it, but we'll save that for another time. But the the bigger component to this, though, to me is like Armand was talking about, like, you know, everybody leaves. There are the caste system, right, that the the um, Tolnar have, which is also a parallel to the ancients structure and their system. It's a caste system as well. This comes directly from Stephen right off one of our own podcasts when he was here. So. This one, we know, right? It seems too coincidental to me. He caught himself talking to us about this. He caught himself before I think he was going to go into explaining and elaborating on that. My speculation is that the reason they do is because there's some sort of an alignment. I'm not saying that they're dedicated to the others, I'm just saying the ancients, I think, do have an influence on the Tolnar in some regard. Maybe not all, but some. And I think there's some, I mean, look at it this way, right? Whoever was left behind intermingled with the the lesser races, essentially, on Vera, and you got the Tolnar, right? Those are the natives when people come back. You're the strangers coming back to that portal to them. Thousands of years have gone by. The Tolnar are the inhabitants of Vera. Strangers from a forgotten time are coming back and potentially from my perspective, I can't help but wonder if the enemies of those, which many of them are even aligned to not all, but many I've got like my own curiosity about like, are the playable Tolnar going to be the ones who don't potentially adhere to this sort of like greater structure. I can't help but wonder about it. It's just speculation. It's just me thinking, but there's no way to know yet until we get more information. Anyway, I'm hoping that the the actual play on the deities and religion here is going to be, I mean, there's like that talk of the virtues too, right? Or the, these tenets that you essentially, that the deities sort of represent. You got to remember the gods, there's this quotes on magic. There's been a heavy emphasis on magic 
being the way that this use and alignment to the essence sort of is. This is something that like the idea of energy in, in the natural world that we live in is something I have explored extensively for my own reasons. And I find it like very interesting that this is like a construct that's being explored in ashes, right? Because the gods are viewed as gods, but really they're beings of and almost symbiotic in a sense of the essence, right? They have a perfect ability to like utilize it. They aren't created by it. They don't create it. it it's this very, very tightly knit sort of like relationship that they have with it. So I think that's very interesting. And I've always viewed the souls as being constructs for them to have greater influence in this physical realm. So it's an interesting thing to think about. We could talk about the Order of the Seven and the Light Pact. Now, we know about the Light Pact, right? Because they, that's a whole different conversation. They were basically sort of like spun up by the Order of the Seven. The Order of the Seven are basically like, think of them as like the spearhead of the churches. There's a clear tie-in to the deities. Now, I think there's probably going to be a high level of like communion there. Because I think that the Order of the Seven had a bit of a heads up, goddess of fate, etc., in being able to create the gateways, right? Because they they knew something. We don't know the full details, but they knew when the Harbinger lights were popping. They're like, okay, we are already on the path. Like we are. This is planned. We're getting to it. We're prepared. We're doing this. We're getting the gates spun up, and we're going to get people out of here. We, we knew we knew what this was. The people who weren't in on that, I don't think a lot of them did. Look at Dilia's diary, for example. Those dwarves had no idea what the hell was going on. Some people speculated and had their beliefs. But um I don't know. Do you guys what do you what do you all what are your thoughts around the Order of the Seven specifically? You have any thoughts? Because I feel like the Order of the Seven is like a pretty interesting topic of discussion. I mean, if you look at like the info out there on the Order of the Seven, I mean, I just I feel like they're crusaders. I actually like the idea of them, you know, standing against those who choose to corrupt um, the essence uh and you know for their dark intentions mm -hmm. so i'm um, i'm definitely i feel like that's a good um a good backdrop to create some tension and meaningful conflict for those that you know follow the seven versus follow the others mm -hmm. um and so yeah i mean i i like this idea i'd like to see it explored a little bit more and us being able to and i think they talked about like the religion and the lore being revealed in the game over time. It's not something they're just going to flat out publish. Right. And I would be interested to see how they insert those different things there. Is it collecting artifacts, get details? Is it more like the ESO style where you're finding like books in the world and you're learning about the, or, or could it even be like, even like totally doubling down on it and being, you know, at some point there might be events where you could potentially earn by participating, earn or find like more, I wouldn't say legendary, but, you know, more powerful gear that is maybe like weapon or armor that the light pack used back in the day too. I think that would be something fun, right? Or at least like 
schematics or you know recipes you could find it's like oh this is an ancient recipe that the seven used to battle this particular like other baddie right and, legendaries. and that. well legendaries could be yeah Absolutely definitely could right. be that yeah it could be that but knowing how rare legendaries are right i would like there to be a spectrum too mm -hmm. um of that because you're not going to get more than a handful of legendaries on a server at any given time. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think you have, and there, that is a motivation for some players, right? I'm expecting it's going to be a big motivation for some players, but you also want to make sure there's enough interesting things that, um, and I, I don't mean this to like homogenize the content like has happened in other games, right. but it's more just like, having that opportunity, hey, I may not get a legendary, but I'm going to get something, you know, decent too, like, you know, I don't know, blue or purple or something. And that might be like a way to motivate people to like look for breadcrumbs, you know, explore whatever path that takes you, um, you know, and, and so on, or, or learn more about or motivate that person to learn more about their religion, right? Because I think when we talked about atheism at some point yeah. it wasn't really a i guess in steven's opinion i don't think he mentioned that that was really a viable option it, at yeah. some point you have to make a decision so uh what better way to motivate people than you know the chance at treasure i think it would be a, a good way to do it yeah i mean like the gods exist whether you choose to engage in them or not like they're they're an influence right. in the world right right yeah yeah, what'd you think about that though, uh, Armored Cell? When he was talking about, yeah. you know, it's uh, you know, Daedalus was saying, man, like you know, yeah. life's justice, baby, against them others. Well, you also got to consider like this is based off like Pathfinder campaign, right? True. So yeah. if you so if you think of some of the creatures from Pathfinder or D and D, some of the angels are actually the, the radiant damage is actually bad for normal mortals because mortals aren't pure good slash pure evil, right? Nice. They've got both good and evil in them. Same way the Demons, when they attack you with a necrotic, it's affecting your light side. And when angels are attacking you with uh, radiant, it's attacking your bad side. So both sides can still deal damage to you. Both sides can still be negatively impacted upon you. Just because they're seen as good doesn't mean you're seen as good as them. You're still not as perfect as what they seem to right. be. But the concept of like how you were talking about with the uh, Greek pantheons, how um, I don't know what you're talking about where the models on the plane can be seen as batteries like uh if you're praising the god you're you're giving them power so my my inter interpretation to that could also be the relics might have been when king atrax got the relics he could have became a bigger beacon for the others to be out that's why they were able to come down because they were finally able to reach the it was like an amplifier almost like a giant radio radio antenna going straight to them instead of instead of needing like hundreds of people to be praising the others, they only need one person with the four relics to multiply or amplify his praise to try and get oh, them. Yeah. It's like a calling beacon. Like, uh -huh. yeah, come down, you shoot down the mortars of the ancients, you know? <laughs> like that idea. I was, uh, I was reading in chat too about, uh, small um, there's a small amount of essence in the voids so they could have an effect on the material worlds so there that's true like there is still yeah you know it's the most distant from but not completely 
disconnected from because the essence ties into all. That's an interesting discussion, though, when you think about stake this, right? No magic. Very, very curious about that when you think about it, isn't it? What is that place? Because it doesn't. You also remember. Yeah. Sorry. Um, you got to remember when you first log in on the Alpha One, if you look on the login screen, it says you're logging into the world of Vera. Yeah. Does that, does that mean there's like other worlds you can be logging into? Like um, homie, I believe in the future we're going to go to other planets or realms 100%. I have no doubt in my mind. I completely agree. I completely believe it. I do not doubt it. In my gut, it all makes sense. The gateway's being influenced by Stargate, too. I mean, there's too many influences Steven's had that just it wouldn't make sense to me that he's not going to go there long term. Maybe years down the road, but I I think it's happening. Yeah, and there's also the fact that the gods... um, rule over different realms of Vera, right? And and I think of realms like you think of realms, right? As more of a loose, it's not just one world. It could be any number of worlds, right? Or planes for that Mentions matter. Of reality too, yeah. Could exactly, be right. Yeah, because I mean, there's we're talking about like conceptual things. I mean, I, I maybe can get behind, um, you know, you know, some something that's more material being an actual place. Like, I don't know, maybe there's a goddess or god of earth or something, right? Anything that we haven't really um, like seen yet are more minor gods. But when you talk about, you know, like uh, more philosophical concepts like truth, hope, I mean, yes. what what realm would hope rule over? It wouldn't feel like it would be something very earthly. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine there might be shrines to hope that you discover, but what ultimately is that realm that you would go to um, or truth or, you know, fate for that matter. Just there's, there's just a lot there to unpack. Yeah, definitely can agree with that. Um, Armored cell. Yes. Sir. Uh, we're going to kind of dig into your topic here shortly. For example, uh, the, the main topic that I've got set just for you, and obviously all of you watching, listening, viewing, where you're at. So here's the thing, right? We talked, I'm going to kind of bring this full circle real quick. We started talking earlier about the Ash HQ video around social organizations. I said we were going to come back and revisit this. Talked about meaningful, the idea of meaningful um, in that regard. And I mentioned how this, from my perspective, can also tie it to the religious orders slash churches, progression, praising of the deities, influence on the soul, perhaps, and how that can allow the deities to have greater and or lesser influence on the material plane, um, worship, etc. I mean, the idea of like having a stronger, more influential God as a result of those people on different servers having a higher level of worship for one versus another server, to me, is a really great idea that I hope that we end up seeing, um, along with the other things like nodes, etc. To me, it adds multiple layers of meaningfulness to each server, i.e. world shard that players are on, each server's own like history. So how do we hope to see religion or character religious progression? What would make that interesting in a way that maybe, you know, we would like to see similarly in regard to social orgs, NPC guilds, factions we've seen in games? Do we, we see ways in which religion and religious practices could be implemented in a meaningful way for both the players or just overall as a system in ashes in general. What do y'all think? 
I mean, I like the idea, like similar to social org, just having some sort of story arc or something or mission arc or crusade arc or whatever you call it just to do that. I, I think, you know, Armand Cell mentioned something about relics, right? Some sort of quest to find relics out there or at least discover paths and clues to relics because they're more limited in nature and and maybe getting those relics and putting them in your particular deity's temple gains you and your you know potential you know brothers in arms or sisters in arms again you know uh buffs and whatnot so i think there's there's that i think that would make it interesting and def definitely like again similar to social work just don't make it a grind you know repetitive grind to do it i think that would be interesting and there should be something dynamic and i would say probably dynamic even more so than between you know the others and the seven right like collectively i mean there might be as with one thing that i really liked about like ancient greek ancient roman like that pantheon of gods is yeah. Even the like the good gods, really, the ones that had the like, you know, the goddess of love and so on, blah, blah, blah. Right. right? They all had their own agendas. So yeah. I would like to see that also play into. I mean, I kind of feel like the goddess of creation is kind of set as like goodness because, you know, she saved a lot of like she saved the world. So I kind of say maybe that's like your virtuous one. But the others kind of have their own agenda. Like, and I don't mean the others like the actual others, but the rest of the gods, right? Just to mm. just to be clear. Um, well, I know what you meant. I know what you meant. I knew, you, yeah. you meant the others, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I would like to see again, like we were talking about meaningful, right? I want to be able to kind of have my choices matter. Um, and I think that's where we talk about player agency, where we talk mm. about meaningfulness or relevance, right? I think that's important to say if like if I go down a path, yeah, I'm going to get something potentially really cool, but I'm also going to maybe have a trade off that I really need to make sure I'm making a good choice here. And again, good being relative matter of perspective. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's my my take on it. I'd, I'd really like to see. Um, so with the religions, I'd really like to see like a lot of RP elements, for example, giving people blessings yeah. um, or even certain rituals, like not, not baptism as such, but something similar to where like you're introducing them to the religion um, sermons, like even I'm not, I'm atheist, so I'm not religious at all, but at the same time, mm -hmm. the whole idea of um, like following that sort of RP role play of the religions and also like instead of like what what else do you think you can do like or oh, lay dead maybe um like what other things could you do for religion to progress without doing quests or holy relics like you said the whole uh, holy crusade mm. <laughs> i remember when i first came <laughs> onto the uh the discord on ashes people were talking about the holy crusade against tona oh, oh, like, oh my gosh right i know oh no <laughs> it's already started. Oh God! Because I plan on being a toner. I'm like, oh, yeah. no, I'm, I'm already, I'm already on the run. I'm already hunted. Ooh, wait. Um, which which one of the three variations did you feel like appealed to you for like a base, or did you see like a combination for yourself? Oh, I, I loved the lion. I actually liked all of them, but the lion, yeah, the lion seemed prideful. The lion yeah, seemed that was prideful, cool. You know, like, 
That's but, pretty cool. But now, but thanks to Maggie, now they're called Tona. So. That's, oh, that's I know. <laughs> thanks to the memes out there. Yeah, yeah, thanks to the memes out there. The yeah. placeholder names for the Way others go. are going to be George, Lizzie, and uh, Ralph. Oh, no, right? I know Ralph. from Wreck It, right? Yes. Or whatever, Smash, or what was it called? That Nintendo Wreck- game, you remember? Yeah, Wreck It Ralph. R- yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't, no. It wasn't Wreck It Ralph. What? No, it was oh. Rampage. Rampage, it? that's it. That's oh. what I was thinking of. Yes. Because you had like the you had like the lizard slash Godzilla one, and then you had like the yeah, big giant ape. Yeah. yeah, ape was George, uh, and Ralph was the wolf guy. I know, man. I'm just like, yeah. I, I guess I kind of, I, I think the Tolnar are looking really cool, honestly. And uh, talking about the religions and progression, I, I like the idea of blessings. I think it could be very interesting. I, I'm still a proponent of event-based progression. Um, I think that would be more meaningful, specifically to like nodes and engagement and things like that. Um, but even with that being said, like the idea of blessings to where like maybe you excel in your order, you get a greater blessings, right? And maybe, you know, it makes you, depending on the religion, like it gives you a certain attribute that can help in a thematic sense that works well for that religion that could relate to, I mean, it could relate to combat. It could relate to a lot of things. I think combat would probably make the most sense in regard to, well, actually I take that back. I think it would be a combat stat, but I think that the stat bonus or buff could be related to some, uh, some sort of like um, stat set that, that would align with like whatever the deity. Yeah. You know, so I mean, they'd have to play with that, but I think it would be interesting. Um, yeah, also, like, I mean, I saw that from Ashes and Arrow talking about the various blessings and ceremonies would be cool for sure. I like the idea of ceremonies too, that's actually really good. Um, how cool would it be if like ceremony could actually be an event or trigger an event? That would be, you know, like sort of like self fulfilling thing, like something occurs, you got to engage in it, then you can like create an opportunity for an event and then, or for a ceremony and then you engage in a ceremony and then some sort of like event occurs at some point, but you don't necessarily know what. Um, so you kind of have to be like on the alert a bit because you know, like it's going to impact the world, but only the God that the ceremony is like related to is really going to know. And then you're just sort of like waiting to see how they, I don't know how the influences sort of like, um, you know, catalyze in the world or whatever. It's a pretty cool idea. I like that well, though. They could be a sacred animal. They could be a sacred animal. You could try and find in the world, and you have to try and give it uh, offerings or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah, or like their avatar. Like depending on their avatar, it could be like something really subtle. Like maybe they got more than one, and you sort of have to seek it out. Or yeah, an animal works really good. Um, it could be like it could be something in the world too. It could be like a tree, or it could be uh, I don't know, like uh, some waterfall or something meaningful. Like that. What was that dare? What was that dare called? That one that, that turned spectral in the um during the daily uh, the diaries. There was a, a dare or something that turned spectral and ran away from um, the dwarf. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was like um I can't remember what it was called, but I think we've seen them before in game. The it was the kind of like a stag or Torin something. Or was it Torn? No, Kieran. No, Torn. I can't remember which one. Yeah, 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 yeah it was Kieran. Thank you. Thank, I think yeah. it was Kieran. Because Torn's the Torn Empire. Kieran's the actual animal. Got it. I'm like mm-hmm. here right now. Yeah, I like. Oh, or spirit beings. That's like a good uh, idea in chat too. I like that spirit creature, animal, plant, rock, anything you want it to be. I mean, it could be. Yeah, I mean, or even 
I mean, how cool would it be if it was like some sort of like a ghost or like a spirit from you had to commune with like maybe some fallen person in like the order of the seven or, you know, light pack member that whose 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 main primary religion was something um, that would be kind of cool, too. But more importantly, why don't we uh, go to where we're talking about here, talking about progression, talking about occult practices and cults? We've built up this whole show up to this point right now. This is the culmination of everything we talked about outside of news in regard to religion. It's it's the kind of like to kind of like wet the, wet the palate a little bit to kind of prepare you all a little bit for where we're going because we talk about if you're not familiar with religion we gave you a little bit of ideas and stuff and things to just basically prepare you groom I mean not groom you uh, prepare you for a conversation around cults and occult practices so here's the thing man I'm not going to be in a cult in game but how can we see a cult or occult practices functioning in Ash as a creation for both a narrative and RP standpoint or perspective? And more importantly, how would we or could we see them or like to see them integrated into the game or its systems? Religion's a great tie-in there. We talked about that a bunch, but Armored Cell, I'm sure you've got tons of ideas, right? You like some ideas, homie? Tons, tons, tons of ideas. For example, like you could do a whole setup ceremony and just wait, just, just wait somewhere where uh, you're meant to be farming, and just wait for someone <laughs> to come along. And be like, you look real juicy, and they'll kill you. But they, you don't, re- they don't realize that you've actually set a whole like pentagram thing around you. Mm-hmm. You've got the candles set up. It lights up as soon as you die, and then you come back up corrupted, and you can go back after them. Like, there could be like different, like think of like different sort of like you could be. You have to might have to go out in low health. You might have to like, what what other things could you do to praise the occults, um, the the darker ones as you will. Like, maybe you have to completely wipe out a species, maybe. Oh, like, hold on a second there. Who's the real dark overlord here? Hey, I'm not denying anything. I'm, oh, I'm trying to oh, 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 oh my gosh, wipe out a species. It, it, it is what it is. Oh my gosh! Here, you might want to pay attention. I was waiting to see if it, I was. So I was waiting to see because Cheryl brought up a really good point. She's like, "You're saying a cult or a cult?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm actually talking about both." And she brought up a really good point. Armored Cell trying not to smile too much of this. Cult is just being a small faction, like going and being in a place, you know, like in the world and doing your thing. Um, it's taken on a negative connotation, but it isn't necessarily to be in a cult. The occult, on the other hand, occult practices are. So, I I mean, I hear, I'm hearing occult practices, Armored Cell. Listen, 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 listen. All right. Stephen has said you, he wants you to explore the world in every aspect. Why would you just say corruption is bad and leave it alone? Why wouldn't you want to explore that? I mean... He even, even said stones are meant to be broken. And what's on stones? The laws. The laws are written in stone. <laughs> the laws can be broken. I mean, he's your... not angry. He's not angry that you stole the loot. He's angry that you're uh, not, uh, not well. being yourself, I'll... being true to yourself. You know? you said, I'll take true. your Ten Commandments and take a damn hammer to it. 
Damn with, right. With some corrupt weapon, perhaps? Gifted yeah. to you by who? Oh, if we only knew the three others right now. If we knew the three gods that were considered the baddies. Can you imagine how this conversation would be going? Oh, you know what's going to be really good is to see how he how he spins out whenever we find that information out and see like if he like aligns with one of them and like do you think that would happen i think it would happen of course it would but i'm just trying to work out why you got so many priests within your uh, guild at the moment my what friend. are you talking about it's our guild thank you very much i don't know what you're talking about it's our guild right i i can't sh- I- I can't. I don't, know I, I, not, took, I don't know when I took ownership of the guild. Well, part ownership, but if you want to be part ownership in the the occult, that's, that's okay with me. No, wait. What is happening here? It's not a thing. He's trying to twist and corrupt. Do you see what happens? Now, stop, stop trying to reinforce it. You all want me to go bad. I mean, dark side. Why? Why would you want that? Well, we're we're what we're doing is we're just trying to like you know show you that it it's okay to be use him. That's all. That's all. You and one other thing, you are. it's fine, man. It's fine. Yeah, and and one other thing. I mean, as as Armored Cell was talking about, like different like ways you can like you know get into the whole um, occult area. I mean, I think one of the ways that you might be familiar with is is this you know parading around as a light bringer, and then all of a sudden you know underneath there's a dark overlord just like waiting to bust out, and you know cut some fools and you know i don't know it, it could happen it may have that's so funny I mean, man you see this in chat right now narrow are saying we don't want it sim yeah like daedalus is saying we are encouraging you to come out of the dark closet you all you all want to see a light bringer that's turn deep, to bro. darkness that's, that's <laughs> deep, bro <laughs> i mean the nerve to steal from a god himself i mean that that's that's some that's some big stuff right there isn't it and Make it and like parade it around. Armored Cell, did you see what he just did there? He's like, you know, the greatest glory, bro. (laughs) Steal power from a god. Come on, it's the greatest glory on Vera. Just imagine the influence you could have over all those who are. Wait, what? Hold on. So, is Stevenism, the Church of Stevenism, are there. Do you want to kind of explain? that and in and give us More the details. pitch yes give us the pitch and give us the details look explain it in case anyone wants to be in your uh club in my club yeah if you want to be in my club you can join our guild at uh knights of the phoenix <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs> um uh, sorry this is was started as a RP thing, but it's sort of taken over my life, as you can see here. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, my wife told me to get a picture of uh, my real, my god over here, and I decided <laughs> to. And she, she actually told me to get smaller. It was going to be bigger. Like, it was going to be bigger. I, I swear to God. Um, well, I won't swear to him, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> point is, um, I've gone too far in this. Like, once you go, once you go deep, once you start looking from 2016 on Discord chats from Stephen, it's just like, what am I doing with my life? I've spent the last 16 hours looking through Discord of every small reference to, I like, I like macadamia cookies. To, um, there, there was a person that stole um, from Stephen before you did. Mm-hmm. What? I, I didn't steal anything. 
He stole um, the <laughs> macadamia cookies from Discord on Steven, and he called him a, 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 a traitorous blasphemer or something. It was it was hilarious. I didn't um, steal anything. Yeah. I, I looted, fairly looted the corpse of the boss that we all in the world killed. I'm just saying. As a team, yep. We were, um, no, as random people just killing it. I wasn't in any group. None of us, well, some of us maybe were, but I wasn't. Okay, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound good. Is... It doesn't. <laughs> it sounds doing like you were a man acting alone in no. a... Um... In a act of looting here, like uh, a ninja. What do you mean? No, it's not a thing. Go away. Takes and just for the record, credit. just for the record, KOTP is a group of like-minded individuals. Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> As humans, in-game, is we can RP. We can RP. If I have an alt character who does dark and ominous things it doesn't mean as as tl said in chat there were no loot rules in place exactly and if i have an alt character who does naughty things it doesn't mean my main character is not a light bringer thank you that's all i have to say about that I really hope your statue is like the uh, statue of loot because you've because you do have oh. the, uh, the high tears. So you <laughs> yeah, you have some loot bags around I, you. Uh, I feel like at this point, if I didn't do that, like if I didn't do that, I, I feel like that's one of the best like hammers up for this community that I can do is dedicate the statue to what everybody enjoys so much about. You know, it's not real, but we have fun about it and. Wait, but if I do that, then would it make you real? And then, never mind. I've been a real. See, that, that would be what we're trying to get you, dude. No, to do, no. man, is own it. Oh no, do you see it? Everybody, yeah, what are the whispering? What is that noise I'm hearing? Do you hear that? That's what corruption does to you, everybody. You hear whispers, and you turn on your fellow friends, and you make bad decisions. Okay, if you ever hear whispering in your head, it's corruption. But it could also be schizophrenia if it's real world. So make sure that you go and get checked out by a mental health professional. But aside from that, in game, if you hear whispers, that is um, uh, embrace it. Have uh, some fun. I'm my alt character. That's what he's gonna tell you. I'll have one alt character who, who's a bad boy, and do bad things. What's happening? So you're actually something like what twenty foot high, pantsless, and two bags of loot on the shoulders. <laughs> I was shirtless. Thank you very much. I was shirtless. Sorry, I thought it was pants. <laughs> it was My because bad. the loot I put on didn't have a, an effect. It just it was invisible. Yeah. Thankfully, Lightbreaker isn't a euphemism here. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yes, keep the pants on just for the for the children for the children. <laughs> That's so good. So. You but know, yeah, if you, sorry, you go, you go. No, 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 please, you go to, no, okay, I will go. I was going to say, I actually really hope that there's like a fun sort of system in the game around religion, right? To where someone, this is, this is, I actually hope this because I feel like this would be such a fun play on the religious system is if as you're going along, you make certain choices that look very polarizingly like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, oh my gosh. Um, I can't remember the word. It's killing me, but like very, very like heavily devoted and then a little bit over the, over the line, like, uh, 
someone help me with the damn word is killing me. Um, what what is it when the Templars are like overly like light bringer zealots? Zealots, thank you. I hope that there's almost like the zealot sort of like element to religions that can lead to the cult path or a cult and then later potentially to occult practices because initially like oh we're kind of getting a little culty here we're zealots but like we're not really straying that far but then we start to get into a point where we make certain choices and that's getting like very occult like getting a little dark getting a little ominous we're doing sort of like dark brotherhood level stuff behind closed doors for our religion things are going down and then in some circles you could be like kind of known as like oh how cool would it be if there was like, you know, a buff or, oh, this is good. How cool would it be? And this is totally on the fly from our conversations why I love the show. How cool would it be is if when you rise to the top of your order, remember in a church, this isn't set in stone, but there's a potential that if you rise to the top of your order, your religious order or church, then you could potentially have certain skill effects, visual effects for your abilities, or even maybe like this sort of like active ability that could be utilized during node sieges to defend your city. How cool would it be is if, if, if like for one person who's like on the path as it's defined and they don't veer into that cult domain, right. Or a cult domain that like, it's kind of like this and it's like very like thematic for that, deity and the people and all that stuff but if you go a little dark side like how cool would it be if it was like this kind of almost like a little bit um a little bit dark man like in in terms of like the skill effects and like the terminology for it i know it's the 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 the, the tool tip on how it functions and the mechanics for it or maybe a little bit more i don't know mean like one's like i can bolster my allies the other one's like i'm gonna cause you to rot or something kind of a cool idea it would be a really fun yeah. play on like the cult idea right if yeah yeah that. i really like that idea a lot and i was like thinking about that as we were talking about <laughs> like uh talking about like a religion and like the kind of the the cult piece initially because i was like definitely i think there should be extremists or at least a way like a path to extreme because it's Extremism. important <laughs> Extremism. That was the word I was looking for, by Stevenism. the way. Wait, yeah, that just happened. Extreme Stevenism. Um, right? So there should be something like that. And actually, I like the idea of the skill effects being impacted. It actually reminds me, like, you know, thematically of what they did in the Old Republic. Like, you oh. could, like, you could, could go, like, full dark side. Yeah. And, you know, you you took on that, like, emperor look. And I, I rem uh, like, I remember, like, that was, like, one of the most cool things that i saw in game as you see varying levels of where people were in their progression light mm -hmm. or dark side even in even within like and you know a dark character you could still be like on the upside of that too and you wouldn't be as like corrupted looking but i think that's also a way to do that i don't remember if steven like said that that was going to be a thing or not i, I think i want to say no but maybe for a future um you know expansion that might be something they would consider because i would love to see that like complement the skill effects or at least the augments you could use um that uh give you maybe more of a darker or lighter depending on what your leanings are yeah i'd love to see like uh so you know the uh this uh religious node yes if you were at the highest peak 
of the of the high priest, and then you became the mayor. That oh. would you could have a different like the the mayor ability. <laughs> if if you could have a like a high spiritual ability, and it would have a different flavor depending on which god you were representing. So you could you could all of a sudden see Samira walking up the stairs, hey. walking at going up to the the battlement, and he's seeing this giant army coming towards him, and then all of a sudden this this dark cloud just starts coming up from behind him and just darkening the skies. You know what I mean? It's getting ready to just debuff all the the oh. enemy team for a good like oh, 20, no. 30 seconds. Why does this feel Hell's so good to hear? Oh no, I like that so much, but I want it to be Lightbringer. But why does the dark thing sound so good? I mean, you could have fallen comrades, and then the giant beams of light fall down. Like, off, I can't remember what the cinematic was, but there's giant beams of light coming down on your fallen allies, and they rise back up again. Oh, that would be up. sick! Oh, can like, you imagine beams coming down? Yes, beams of light. That's what we want around here for my main character. Or darkness, and they raise up as uh, zombies. Or... <laughs> oh my god! Yo, how cool would it be if you could like? You check this out. You're a necromancer, rise to the top of your religious order, right? That happens. Then you resurrect people, and then you you use them as a horde, like it's a monster coin. That's pretty cool. Nice, nice. That would be a really nice play, right? For on the system they're already working on too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, dude. Well, I mean, we could obviously talk about um, armored cells, dark intentions all day, but. Um, you know, we're, we're not trying to do a 2.5 hour show, even though we're getting really close to one, by the way, because this was a good time. It's okay. To be fair, we kind of had a feeling we were going to go there. Uh, uh, wait, wait, who's thought about thing. Wait, what's in chat? You've thought about this too much. You're not talking about me. Y'all can't be talking about me. What? What's one comment I wanted to make around this main versus alt discussion? I'm just going to maybe put a challenge out to the community no. to to after six months after release is to have hopefully there's a slash played function in the game so we can actually see what oh, no. actually the main versus actually the alt. This, I'm going to throw that out there. Challenge the yeah, we, we should definitely do that on the 40 hour live stream. I want to get five. This, this one. I want to get five. So <laughs> yeah. that, Alfina. He keeps going. Arvin's the one that was like 24 hour live stream win. I was like, when I had Twitch partner, and then I had Twitch partner, I did 24 hour live stream. He's like, 48 hour live stream win. I'm like, there is no 48 hour live stream win. I mean, Never. I'm pretty sure he said it somewhere. I just can't. No, I didn't. It. Okay, well, good luck finding it because I did not. No. <laughs> no. I'm too I mean, old for that, that shit. Like 48 hours. I mean, I've been 36 before in APOC, and I was like, kind of true story. It did. It was like 36, or was it 38? I remember it was like, it was a long time though, and I was rolling them kills in the whole time, and it felt so good from a vanquisher perspective, not like a dark and ominous perspective. This is an important thing to talk about here, you guys. Okay. <clears throat> Although I got to admit, last week I did that Fortnite game. We were doing the sponsored stream thing, and I was doing the Fortnite game. I got the end of the Hamagabagu or whatever the heck that ability is. Oh, that was so satisfying. Oh, that was, was, so that was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, dude. Oh, I was like, oh, you just had to be there. You just had to be there. It was so fun. Friends, keep in mind this coming Friday, the next dev stream on 
August 26th at 11 a.m. PDT. Make sure you get your questions in on the forums by Wednesday, 11 a.m. PDT. We'll be doing an Ashes post show right after that live stream. And we will um, be getting the developer outline up on asheshq.com under articles. Um, Armored Cell, it was great having you here. Not going to lie. Slightly disappointed that the Steven picture was not larger after our conversation way back in the day when you actually talked about getting that. I was actually very, this is going to move it closer. <laughs> this is gonna move it closer. <laughs> Look, I get it, man. Hey, friends, this was fun. <laughs> oh, we need to get this. Come on, we gotta get a clip. We need to have that clip, please. Everybody, this was a lot of fun. Armored Cell, it was great to have you on, man. You've been a hell of a companion in the community, uh, hell of a supporter of the show and fellow Pathfinder. Now you're one of the Pathfinders that made it on the show. That's great, dude. Good I enjoyed it. It was, it was a good time hanging with friends, man. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. With that being said, everybody, we're going to let the gentlemen shout out their domains. Where do you... I feel like this is going to get good when Armour Cell goes. <laughs> shout out their domains and where you can find them when they're not as podcast dataless. You can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash The Ashen Herald. <laughs> Armour Cell. Um, I don't really stream on Twitch, but you can find me on uh, mine and Sim's uh, Discord channel on uh, simog.gg, where you can join the Knights of the Phoenix um, and come join our cult. A cult, sorry, a cult, sorry, no. Yes. Apologies. Uh, you can join our community Discord at discord.gg forward slash simorg. If you're interested in joining sorry, I'm, I'm Knights of the Phoenix, which is not a cult, and is not involved in occult practices unless you are one of the members, Armored Cell, then holla at your homies, friends. We're going to be staying tuned for the Ashes uh, Pathfinder post show real soon. In the meantime, I just want to put the feelers out there. We're going to have another game guide for sure this week on the HQ. Make sure you tune in by Friday. It'll be going up around the same time we do the dev live stream and all that good stuff. So definitely want to make sure you check that out. If you enjoyed this show and you love specific parts of the show, make sure that you hit me up. Let me know what you love about it. The show's getting a bit of a refinement going into the end of the year as we approach 200 episodes, 10 away, friends. Um, again, a lot of love to y'all for the 4,600 over on Ashes HQ YouTube. Much love. Um, and as we're winding this down, remember, we might be at the end of today's podcast, but in closing, remember, whether you listen to the show, you watch it on YouTube, you hear with us live, you catch us in the comments, you too are an Ashes Pathfinder. Much love to all of you, to Intrepid Studios, and until next week, live your best lives, walk in the light, and have a great night, friends. We'll see you again real soon. Take care, everybody. Bye.